All right, welcome back to the Christian Soldier Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Spurbeck. And as we promised last week, we have a very special guest, my good friend, Evangelist Bobby Bosler with Minuteman Ministries and The Generation. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Bobby. Hello there. My name is Bobby Bosler, and I'm an evangelist. I travel the country, and my primary target uh, ministry is young people. I preach the gospel to young people. In fact, that's what we're doing here at Brother Spurbeck's church. We're doing an event called The War, which is a three-night competition for teens. We give them a lot of fun, and then at the conclusion of the night, I show them uh, how they can be saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's wonderful, and we've seen a great response so far. And really, you can blame Brother Bowser for this podcast. He got me interested in doing this a couple years ago when he was here. Uh, but I asked him to uh, answer some questions and just really to talk about some practical things in regards to the Christian walk, and especially being a Christian soldier. We've been talking about the battles that we face. And so I'm just going to be asking Brother Bosler a couple questions, going to be giving some answers. And so we're really looking forward to this, and I've uh, been talking a lot about this last week. So uh, we're just going to kind of kick it off here and uh, and just kind of give a little bit of reference. If you're new to the podcast, uh, the context is of what we're talking about. We were talking about temptation over the last couple of weeks, and uh, we finished that up last week. And so uh, that's kind of the theme, the battle, the spiritual battle that we face. And boy, have we seen it this week. And uh, so I just wanted to, to ask a couple questions here. So uh, Brother Bowser, so what are the maybe the most the two most common battles that you see that everybody faces? I know your specialty is young people, but just what is the what are the battles that Christians face around the country right now? Absolutely. So I would say with our media-driven culture these days, the number one top battle that I've observed among young people and adults alike is pornography. Mm -hmm. um, the temptation and allurement uh, is something that, frankly, if you're a red-blooded male, and in fact, oftentimes even females as well, uh, are constantly under bombardment. Um, our, our telephones, our, our cell phones, computers, billboards, um, movies, television, we are just surrounded by this stuff. And I find often um, there is no battle. Yeah, that's right. And by that, I mean this, uh, there's no fight against it. Um, it is just complete and total white flag surrender to this. Um, I can't tell you how many young people and college age young people and, uh, you know, beyond that I've met that um, it's not just that they fall and struggle every once in a while. Typically what happens is maybe they try hard, they try hard, and then they struggle a little bit. And right after they struggle, they figure, well, I've already done this. I might as well wallow in it for a little while. And so that can turn from just a, a maybe a not quite as bad temptation, which they're all bad, but can turn into some pretty serious garbage. Oh, wow. So, and, and it's becoming, I guess the knowledge is more, it's becoming more and more widespread. And I guess more the 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 admitting of it is becoming more widespread mm -hmm. and so what is the attitude of the church toward these things i know i've heard some different responses and you know of course we want to see people restored we want to see people right, have victory right. but you know have people told you what the response is of their pastor maybe or their church sure, to this sure. you know i know some want to help and some just don't be honest don't know what to do right so well i would say there is a generation that this was something you just didn't talk about um, I think there was a generation of old because it was so inaccessible to them. I mean, literally, you'd have to make a special trip to a special store 
and talk to a special person and because it's 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 not that way anymore because it was that way back then frankly pastors didn't struggle with it as much um and so because they didn't i'm talking about the older generation those in their 70s and older perhaps because they didn't struggle with it they can't even fathom that people would struggle with it today it was a dirty little secret that you didn't talk about and so um they just sometimes don't want to talk about it because it's totally outside of their their realm of experience. Um, that's one response. Another response is um, when sometimes pastors and other mentors, when they're struggling themselves, mm -hmm. they don't want to talk about it. Ah. Um, and because they're personally defeated or they don't necessarily know an avenue of victory, it's not something they frankly want to bring up because their own consciences might be hurt a little bit. Um, another, another one though, is just stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, and, I've heard and, that uh, response <laughs> because, uh, I've, act, I've told, uh, I've talked to some evangelists and pastors that are, you know, maybe not in their seventies, but you know, they're in their fifties and sixties and, and, uh, you know, just bring up this topic and they're like, you know, just don't uh, do just it. Don't do it yeah, just don't do it. Well, that, and I told I've dealt with this person and this person, and this person, and they're, they're just like flabbergasted like wow it's that many people you're dealing mm -hmm. with and, and you know part of it's the area we're in you know we're in a military sure, sure. base and you know you know in the army that's just what you do you know mm -hmm. and it's like uh it's kind of you know kind of a badge of honor a little bit unfortunately mm -hmm. but you know there's like well we never had to deal with this and i guess how do you deal with it and like that's the stop it after just stop doing it and it but it's not that simple is it no it's not and you need to recognize the fact that when it comes to this this battle of pornography, you've got to recognize that it's not normal, it's not okay. Right. Okay. Often we can normalize it. We can say there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, hey, single guys in the military, it's just kind of what's gonna happen. Accept the culture, embrace the culture. No, we don't need to accept the culture. God calls it sin. God says that if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, he's committed adultery with her already in his heart. So clearly, from the word of God, this is not. An acceptable practice. The moment you begin to justify it, the moment you begin to diminish the seriousness of it, you aren't even going to try to truly win in it. And so you've got to start by calling it what God calls it, um, confessing it. That's what the Bible word confess means. It means to say the same thing as God says about it. Um, but furthermore, you also have to recognize that this isn't just a matter of inevitable struggle either. Um, I think sometimes uh, folks can think, well, you know what, I'm just going to fall back into it. I'm just going to go back, and I may have times of cleanness, being clean from this stuff, but I will go back. It is inevitable. No, it's not. That's right. You do not. Listen, friend, whoever's listening to this, you do not have to struggle with pornography. You've been given a provision, and believe me, I could talk for an hour about this provision, and but we don't have that kind of time here. But let me just say this. God's rating system, if I can say this, of what is acceptable is zero right. porn. This is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication. And you know, uh, that First Thessalonians 4 passage is one I would encourage you to really meditate on at some point, um, but God's moral threshold for pornography is none absolutely none. And then you need to place some safeguards into your life. Um, you know, in the book of Proverbs in chapter 7, um, and I think even earlier in chapter, I think it's 5, um, but he says, don't even go near to her house. 
And there's a very real sense in which often guys, what they want to do is they want to get as close as they can to this particular thing without going over whatever their threshold is of sin. And listen, the moment you start just bouncing a basketball around in her neighborhood, you've already lost the battle. Oh yeah. See, God has zero tolerance for this. And, and it's, in other words, don't even go towards that website. You know what? If you scroll down too far on foxnews.com, guess what? You find garbage. And so maybe you just shouldn't even go to foxnews.com if that's something you find yourself regularly falling to. And again, we, we can't make the threshold better than last week. We've got to make the threshold none. That's right. And well, then Proverbs 4, 5, and six, or 5, 6, and 7 talk about the strange woman. Right. And I don't think people look at it that way. It's like, well, that... You know the strange woman on the street. You know it's like not the same. It is. It is. God is oh, the same totally thing. Is. And there's somehow a mental disconnect. But in this, there's a there's a lie of the devil that, well, the you know God's powerful and God you know and everything, but that power is not for you. You know right. that power and that it's it's something that someone else, some people get, some people don't. And I lost the God's power lottery. Yeah, no, and, and that's a lie, a lie that other people may be able to have victory over this, but I can't. Um, and listen, I, I'll be honest with you, you may have some situations in your life that may make you more prone to this than others. Uh, for instance, I do believe that hurts and low-grade hurts or even just great, um, how do you say it, trauma in your heart, uh, that you feel that emotional pain inside and you look for a way to cope with that pain and with that trauma. Often we live in such tension, whether it's emotional tension, spiritual tension. Um, again, especially fellows in the military, they're constantly under scrutiny. They're constantly being kept on edge by design that they are looking for a release from that. Um, but we sometimes we do need to deal with the genuine hurts that are in our soul, um, whether that's through forgiveness, whether that's through um, whether that's through restitution, whether that's through just finding genuine peace through God's word. But ultimately, you've got to recognize the fact that God has a provision for you, and that provision is Jesus Christ Himself. Now, let me just say this: if you're listening to this podcast and you don't even know what I mean by having Jesus Christ, I, I just got to say this to start. Um, if you are depending on Jesus plus anything to get you to heaven, you do not have Jesus. If you're listening to this and you think you've got to be a good person, you've got to just go to church and try to, you know, maybe be better than you used to be in order to get to heaven, you're lost. You're on your way to hell, and there is no hope for you outside of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Last night, I got a chance to preach to a number of uh, military uh, fellas uh, from the army here, from Fort Hood here, and I preached the gospel. I showed them that Jesus is the only way, and it's not Jesus plus their good works. It's not Jesus plus their baptism. They must depend on Jesus and Jesus alone. We're thankful for the one that responded, the one of those military guys, and put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Several others were under conviction. Uh, they, at least as of the time of this recording, have not yet made that decision that I know of. But listen, I want you to know that the moment that one soldier decided to put his faith and dependence in Jesus and Jesus alone, not only was he rescued from hell, not only was he given eternal life, but Jesus moved inside of him. And he now has not only the possibility of a relationship with God, he just got plugged in to the source 
of all spiritual power for victory. And so you have to recognize you may, maybe you know somebody else in the service or somebody else that you've observed, and maybe you've seen them, uh, experience a great turnaround in this matter. And and maybe there was a point in time where they were lewd and crude and dirty like the rest of you guys, but then something happened in their life and everything was different. And you might look at them and think, well, um, they're just built differently than me. No, they're not. No, they're not. They, they realized and found the source of spiritual victory. And that source is Jesus. That's right. And this is just a, a kind of a widespread problem, but I'm thankful that you know, people are becoming more aware of it and yes. then actually wanting to help. I think even the attitude in the last like 10 years has changed. Like, okay, we need to help these people. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, the stop it attitude, right. but really coming alongside help. And there is victory uh, through yes. that. And so, well, that's definitely, you know, especially around here. I mean, you know, there, you know, there's bad clubs in all kinds of places mm-hmm. in every city, but here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Colleen, there's a lot of that, a lot it's of that. a big target demographic for it. Oh, yes, it is. It is. Okay. So, well, that's, I'd say that's probably definitely the biggest one. So what about um, the, the second most common battle that you see people face? Definitely. It would be bitterness and resentment, bitterness and resentment. So uh, conflict in interpersonal relationships, um, bitterness is a major problem. And these two are interrelated. Um, the matter of pornography, really, if I could have maybe re reworked the order of this, I might have started with bitterness because bitterness often produces that malaise of soul, that that um, that internal conflict that that one seeks a release in. But I want you to just understand, I'm talking to some soldiers right now. You've been severely mistreated by some in your life. And uh, whether that is a spouse, former spouse, um, someone that you worked with in the military, whether that is um, a boss, a superior, whether that's just a coworker at some point in the past, but you've been done dirty, and uh, they did something that violated your sense of justice, and you've not been able to let it go, I want you to know that's eating at your soul. It is eating you up from the inside out. Um, the Bible says there's a root of bitterness springing up um, that troubles you. And I want you to know that one of the reasons why we find often in the military that there is a high rate of suicide, why there is a high rate of divorce, why there... 85% here at Fort Hood. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Often it, become, it comes from unresolved conflict. And what happens is... Um, you end up at a disagreement with someone and you do not know how to biblically resolve it. And believe me, I'm not going to have the time to talk fully through. You're going to have to deal with this on your own, Brother Spurbeck, at a later time on hey, how to... Hey, I'm available yes, for counseling here. On and how to resolve to conflict. But when we do not resolve conflict, it troubles us. It troubles us on the inside. This is Hebrews 12. Look it up sometime. Um, but uh, and it, it, In fact, it does not just say that it troubles you. It says, and thereby many be defiled. See, the, the trouble that, that happens inside of us, so often we can think, well, you know, bitterness just affects me. And, and don't get me wrong, you are the one it affects the most, yeah. but it doesn't just affect you. It spills over into every other relationship of your life. And often uh, folks, especially those that are more on the self-sufficient side of things, they can think, well, man, but if I forgive and if I let it go, then I would just give people a window to just trample over me for the rest of my life. Do you hear that a lot? Oh, oh, yeah. But the thing is, you've got to listen. I'm not saying that you need to let yourself be abused and mistreated. But what I'm saying is this, is you need to follow the example of Jesus. If you receive forgiveness from Jesus, 
the Bible says that you have the obligation to extend forgiveness for those who've offended you. Um, be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And you might think, I've tried, I can't, I just can't, I can't let go of it. That they, they, what they did to me was too bad. It was, it was too awful. There's no way that I could ever let that go. Well, let me give you just a brief formula for forgiveness here. Um, again, I don't have time to fully develop it from the life of Joseph, um, but Joseph's life is an incredible illustration of this. You need to recognize first and foremost that, that God is wanting to work whatever this offense was together for good. God had a design in it, and though he was not involved in the, the wrong that was done, he is involved in, the, in the, the working it together for good. And you've got to believe not only that God can work it together for good, but that he is right now working it together for good in your heart and in your life. Um, you've got to then extend forgiveness, and that means letting it go for, for real. Yeah, yeah. And for good. Yeah, not just like, well, I'll try it. I'll forget about it today, but you know, oh, really yeah. letting it all go. Absolutely. And that's hard. That is difficult. I find that people are afraid to because they feel that doing that, that somehow that it's going to let the other person go and then they're not going to get justice for what they did. You know, someone described bitterness this way is, uh, you know, trying to poison somebody and taking it yourself, you know, and, that, and that's really the truth. Well is that they're trying to, well, I need to have this attitude toward this person so I let them know so that they have some kind of justice. But really, and as God said, Jesus said, uh, vengeance is mine. You yes, know, I, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yes. And so that's, and really letting it go, but people are afraid. So what can you say to that? Ultimately, it gets down to not believing that God will ensure that justice is paid. Um, again, we, we should not be the people on the sidelines cheering for somebody to get pasted by God. That should never be our attitude. And, and you know, we need to, you, Jesus paid for the what justice demanded for us. And we need to pray that they find forgiveness truly through the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, and we need to take that ourselves. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you need to recognize, in, in fact, God said in Romans 12, avenge not yourselves, mm -hmm. but give place unto wrath. That's the wrath of God. And so we cannot have that attitude of revenge where we're looking to get back at that person. We need to recognize that the only person that has that obligation of revenge, that, that has the prerogative for revenge, is God himself. He is the one. And our responsibility is forgiveness. God's responsibility is to make sure that they get taken care of. And God will do that. And just to be clear here, you know, people, they have this idea, especially when they're talking about like an abuse situation, right? Is that, well, if I forgive, then I must go back no. and I'm going to get abused again. No. Forgiveness doesn't mean you're setting yourself to be abused no, again. Not they at get all. this idea, and I think the devil really likes to use that to keep them from giving, granting forgiveness and letting it go. Because right. then, oh, I must go back and be abused again. No, no. I mean, no. the Bible never says that. No, but doesn't. that I understand, like the world we live in, you know, we're going to be abused as Christians. Christians, but at the same time, well, now that I've forgiven them, now I need to go back and let myself be abused by them again. No, that's not what we're talking about. But letting God take that burden and take that away and let God take care of it, because I, you're never going to have peace and joy. You're never going to have spiritual power if you have you just hang on to it yourself Absolutely. and give it, not give it to the Lord. Totally, totally. You know, the um, the path of bitterness, again, sometime study it out in, in Hebrews 12, it doesn't just produce 
uh, troubledness in your heart, and it doesn't just trouble others and defile others, as it says, but it also leads you to a point where you will become a fornicator or a profane person. Typically, they go down one route or the other. A fornicator is somebody who, um, again, they end up indulging and medicating the pain in their heart with moral filth, whether that's sleeping around, whether that's strip clubs, pornography, personal gratification. Or on the other hand, they just get to the point where they get hardened and they don't care about God. They don't care about the word of God and they just harden their souls. They are untouched, it seems, by what God says in his word. Um, their lives have become um, just like Esau's it talks about, who he he sold his most precious possession, his birthright, for something stupid. And often when we get profane in our hearts, honestly, we'll sell our souls just for a stupid little thrill. And, um, you know, this this these two issues, I find, again, they go hand in hand, and often they are the greatest recipes for destruction in the lives of uh, of men and women. Wow, wow, and um, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, I mean, totally. we're talking just man. We could talk a long time about this. We're probably gonna have a whole series of years worth of podcast on that, yeah. on the different things that people struggle with. But but all of these things, and you know, sometimes look at the battle it seems overwhelming, and understand. Yet, yeah, humanly speaking, it is an overwhelming battle. Remember, the the devil's greater than we are mm-hmm. and of ourselves, but right. greater is he that is in you than he that is in right. the world. And the answer to all of this, and people say, well, that's just oversimplistic. The answer is Jesus. It's not. Right. It's the only answer. That's why I said, yes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh on Father but by me. That's not only yet in salvation, yes, but he's the only way to victory. Yes. He's the only way to peace. He's the only mm-hmm. way to joy. He's the only way to defeat the devil. Yeah. And I think it's something that really... Uh, I think people are becoming more aware of. I mean, we've been through two years of pandemic and different things, and you know, all, all kinds of things are happening that people never thought were going to happen. Right. And I think what people, I think people kind of rocked out of it a little bit, woken up because the devil was just kind of, uh, he was there, but I think now he's fully revealed himself in a right. lot of areas, and people are like, whoa, where did this come from? And and we looked at, well, this is daunting, overwhelming. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Turn to the Lord. Exactly. And turn to his word. And so that's really, there's a there's victory for pornography. There's victory for bitterness. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'd love to talk to you about that. And as I've mentioned other times in this podcast, uh, we have our email there, info at tbcclean.org. And you can reach out to us. You can call the church here, uh, set up a time if you live locally or even on the phone. Love to sit down and talk with you and say, hey, how, I need help. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you live far away, you know what, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to help you a little bit, but I'm going to get you to a good church and a pastor that can sit down with you and say, hey, let's work on this. And uh, that's the purpose of this podcast, to give people tools and, and the hope, because the the world said there's no hope, there's no, and this is just the way we are, and it might look fun, it might look like they're having a great time, but uh, people are miserable uh, everywhere, and uh, we and the only way to have that peace and joy is through Jesus Christ. Well, I want to thank you, Brother Bob, thank you for coming today sure. and taking the time and really sharing his heart uh, with that. So I know there's a little bit of a longer podcast than we usually do, but... 
Uh, we look forward to having other guests on us in, with us in the future. So don't forget to uh, share this podcast with those on uh, your friends and family, sh- share it on social media. Uh, we do have a couple new platforms. We're on rss.com and then on Spotify as well. So we finally got on there. And so if you, if some, some people ask, hey, I can't find it. You know, So now it's a little easier to find. You can put it in Google now, the Christian Soldier Podcast, and it'll come right up. And uh, you can share it with your friends and family a little easier. But uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Brother Bosner, for coming. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Christian Soldier Podcast.